pretty good. But then I like, but then I looked up a flight because I think they said like domestic flights you can book. Like they kind of update their pricing like, every week, and then like as it got closer, because they're I think they're just based it off of what seats are available. So you're kind of getting like the things that didn't get booked. Yeah. But then I like looked up a, a ticket to like um, I think it was Puerto Rico, and it was like forty bucks. Really? And I was like, yeah. Both Did you ways. book it? I wanted to. You should. I should have just been like, see you guys. I'm leaving. <laughs> that would have been fun. I know. I just, I didn't want to go by myself. I feel like going to, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I'm just in Puerto Rico by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in the hotel. Living <laughs> it up. Yeah. Hanging out. It's like, FaceTiming everybody. Like, hey. <laughs> How was it? It was awesome. That's great. I love it. But, just in the hotel room. Yeah. But I couldn't convince anyone in my family to buy the pass, so, and no one wanted to pay the full price to go to Puerto Rico, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dang. So I just bought Nike shoes instead. And hey, there you go. <laughs> but yeah. okay, well, I guess we should uh, we should start, huh? Maybe put a. Maybe. So welcome, Diego, Katie. Thanks for coming on. Um, we typically like I don't know. I always I always like start on random stuff, and then we kind of like dive into things, and then we'll just kind of see how the conversation flows. Um, so it's not like anything too crazy or serious, but um. Typically, like, we try to talk about leadership, um, life skills, just really anything, and then I'll typically ask, like, a question, and normally I do this part, like, before we start rolling the cameras, but whatever. No, yeah, you're good. But, um, yeah, I'll usually start with, like, a question, and we'll just kind of free flow it and see where it goes. Um, but, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, it's been kind of in the works for a bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. <I> know. That's <laughs> our bad. No, 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 you're good. I, I it's been, like... <laughs> We've both been kind of missing each other on it, so, um, but, and then, so do you, do you guys travel a lot for work, or just, like, travel a lot for fun, or kind of both? Both. Yeah, I think. Like, I'm low-key jealous of your guys' like, Instagram feed, because I'm, like, <laughs> you guys are traveling, I'm like, dang, type. I think it started out. With work. With work, yeah, because with my work, there's always at least one trip planned every year Mm -hmm. towards the end of the year or towards the beginning of the new year. Right. So, yeah. It started out with my work just because it was easy. It was, like, paid for or it was a lot cheaper to go on it Mm -hmm. because traveling can get expensive. Um, So it started out with with going on my work. But now it's... We we, we love it. Yeah. (laughs) We, We really enjoy traveling. So now we're, like, trying to do other trips. But since from the last one, we're like, this gets expensive if yeah if you go. I don't know. It was expensive to go to this the last East one. Coast, yeah. yeah, to go to the East Coast. But what was that? Just like? Just hotels. It was 11 days. So oh, okay. Hotels, travel, like. We, we We got a car. And, you know, like if you're under 25, the car yeah. prices like go up so much so that. Yeah. Didn't help. But. That's the worst part, honestly, the mm-hmm. rental car. It's like, yeah, yeah. we paid an extra, like, $200 extra. Yeah, extra 200 bucks just because yeah. just we were not 23. Because we're 23. So, yeah. So, it I sucked. And I guess it all depends on where you go. I do guess. you guys go through, like, the airport rental companies, or what do you do? You guys use, like, a separate app or anything? Um, we went through the air, we went through Hertz. Okay. But that's because we thought we could use the AAA account. So we bought a AAA account, but then they're like, you have to book it through AAA. And so we did it wrong. And yeah. So we we had this plan to buy a AAA membership. It's only so $60. That, so that we could waive the under 25, I, underage fee. Right, right. And but it does then, work. You just have to do it correctly. 
I yeah, see. you have to go yeah. through your AAA account and then book it. Book it. We yeah. thought we could book it through Hertz, just show them our membership, so, and they would waive it. But then they're like, yeah, the people at the airport are not having it. What's weird, too, is Hertz kind of, like, claims to be the, like, we're cool with the underage rental car, like, fees. Yeah. You know, the other ones, like, budget and all those other ones, they're, like, strict on their 25 policy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you go to Hertz, and they're still, like, just as strict. They just kind of, like, put that out there to get people to go I, through them. I think it's because if you did the AAA, they're lenient with it. Oh, really? But if, yeah. What's, what's why, why the AAA was there? It's like you're... In, it's like an insurance kind of thing. Like, I don't know if it's really insurance, but. I mean, it's like car, home insurance or whatever. <clears throat> and I'm not really sure. But it's like they'll help you. Like, you need to be towed. Like, oh, there's like yeah, different it's like things that, that kind they'll of help you with. They insurance. take some of the liability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. That makes sense. So they're partnered with Hertz, but. But you have to book it through AAA. Like, you have to book your car through AAA, and we didn't do that, so. Yeah. Yeah. What car did you pull up in the. Oh, it was oh, so cute. Funny. Do you guys want to see we got, yeah. we got a Kia Soul, but it was yellow. And it was <laughs> so cute because it looks like a like a little taxi. Like a taxi? Yes. Yeah. So cute. Did you have anyone try to, like, call you down in the streets? <laughs> no. <laughs> but we, we were debating between a white one and a yellow one. We're like, let's just do the yellow one. And we named her Mello because it was so cute. Yeah. Like, just this, there it is. Just a little... <laughs> <laughs> yellow Kia Soul. Oh, it's like a bright yellow too. It's yeah, not like a, it's yeah. a straight taxi. That's awesome. Well, taxis are like little orange. You should have gotten some spray paint and a little like black stripes <laughs> on it or whatever. <laughs> It'd be fun. Would... Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. Did you drive in New York too with it? Mm-hmm. We well, once we got we drove just to the hotel. hotel. Yeah, because the hotel had um, like parking, parking underneath. Okay, so you just gave it to them and then they parked it. Um, which was way cheaper than driving in. Like, parking in Times Square was, like, how much was it, an hour? Like, I think $7. $7 14. an hour. And, I mean, you would spend all day there. So right. it would rack up. Yeah. So it was just cheaper. We just left it there. We did the subway. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. But, yeah, I, don't, I feel like dry, trying to drive in New York would have been, like, so hard. Yeah, people are a little crazy. Yeah. We drove in D.C. the whole time. And they're crazy. That was insane. Are they? Aren't there a lot of like roundabouts in DC? Or is that Boston? I feel like Boston was like a giant circle, like how the roads are done. But I don't know. I don't you spent more time there than yeah. I but I rode a train and walked, so I don't remember Airport. driving it. Yeah. Well, what sucks about the East Coast is on the highway when you miss a like an exit, like here, it's like just you get off the next one. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just get off the next one here. But over there, it's like you miss this one. The next one's like. Five miles away. Yeah. It's like five streets away, and then you have to, like, do this whole Yeah. Yeah, we had time to figure it out over here. (laughs) They rushed in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, we like traveling. But, yeah. Our favorite one was Belize. Belize. Yeah, we did – his work did a humanitarian project there. Mm -hmm. And it was like you just pay – It was a donation. Yeah, you pay your donation, and then they pay for everything else. And so, Did you get, like, write it off, too, as a tax donation or, like, yeah. tax deductible? Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> our tax guy wasn't that great. He was like, this doesn't work. So we're like. Yeah, we're looking for a new tax guy. Neither yeah. was our tithing. Like, it was just weird. Like, he did really weird things with our <laughs> taxes. Didn't you count as no. a tax write off? Yeah, I don't know. Wow. It was really weird. So <laughs> He's like, sorry, not today. He's like, donations? <laughs> no. What? Yeah, yeah he, it was weird. Yeah. He like, said it had to be over a certain number, and we're like, well, that's weird. <laughs> like, we need a second opinion. <laughs> yeah. I think even my, like taxes got my, my donation to the church got rid off and it was like like a thousand dollars or something like for the year or whatever yeah like, and it's uh, a donation it should count yeah i don't know what happened but 
hey, yeah. at least yeah. at least we pay our tithing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we try to get something out of it. We try to get something else out of it, but oh, well. This year. But, yeah, the humanitarian project was fun because we got to see and help a lot of people. Yeah. So that was cool. Is it better, like, was it less expensive to travel, like, out of country or is it more expensive in country? In country. In country. More expensive. It also depends on what trips you do. Like, Diego and I really like cruising. Mm -hmm. Everyone's a little different. Some people don't like it. But that's, like, one of the cheapest ways to go outside the country. Really? I think. Yeah, because... Like, even if you were to just fly or drive to Mexico, like, I think you just have to do a bunch of, like, food and this, and Mm -hmm. you just all rack up. Right. But we were talking about all our cruises and stuff, and we were, like, trying to mentally think, like, oh, how much do we spend on this food? And because you can have unlimited whatever you want, it's already included in it. Right. Compared to buying a meal here, a meal here, and a meal here. Yeah. And in the country, meals are not cheap. Yeah. So. Right. Outside the country. Well, it also depends. Like, we've never been to, like, Europe. Like, we usually go to, like, Mexico, which is more cheap. Right. Or cheaper than. Right. Which is here. It's like. So it depends on your trips. Yeah. 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 I think for what you get on a cruise, it's definitely a lot cheaper. Yeah. Because you can get whatever you want, and it's, like, good quality. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, so, then, yeah. They, and then they take you there, too. So it's kind of all, mm-hmm. all provided. Where have you guys cruised to? Um, our first cruise was our honeymoon. And that yeah, was to. Oh, yeah, my first cruise. Sorry. <laughs> I guess together. She's like, I've been on a few. Yeah, sorry. She's been, uh, she's been on a few. She's like, don't lock me down. Though. I know. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, that wasn't even the best one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we went to Cozumel. Yeah, it's like a little I mean, island. It was, uh, it was okay. Yeah. Where was that? What is it? It's Cozumel. Cozumel. It's kind of over by Cancun, right? Yeah, oh, okay. it's, it's in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. It's like at the end, like on the tip. Okay. It's just a little island off of there. And then we went a few other places over there, but. Yeah. And then. They have like a lot of excursions off the boat too, right? That yeah. You do or whatever. Yeah. Right? They, yeah. yeah. And then we did Puerto Vallarta, Cabo, um, like, yeah. And then the, we went. Like California side of Mexico. And then with his work, we went to the Bahamas. Oh, cool. That was really cool. Hmm. So there's a few, usually Mexico, but Mexico. yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a common cruising, like, uh-huh. destination. Unless you go to Alaska, but you have to be, like, 50 to do Alaska. <laughs> like, that's such, like, an old person. You have to get cruise. all the way to Seattle, like, uh, or yeah, up there. Yeah, that's true. Like, you never hear a young person who's like, oh, I went to the Alaska cruise, and it was awesome. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. Like, it's always, like, a 75. Yeah, all of our old friends went here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, never yeah. Yeah. people. It's true. Yeah, they got true. their big coats on on a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They're, they're all, layering. They're all smiling next to, like, <laughs> like what are they called, the... Uh, like the ice, the icicles, yeah, the or, uh, the icebergs, the glaciers, the glaciers, oh, I guess, yeah, I guess the glaciers. Yeah. They're all like, or like, just like a whale coming, through. yeah, <laughs> whatever, you know, yeah. But then, and then, I feel like they always call the Mexico ones. They're like my parents. They're always like, yeah, we don't want to go on a booze cruise with all the young people. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. That sounds kind of fun. Not, <laughs> it's fun for us. Yeah, not, <laughs> everyone's I'm, young. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna drink, but I like to watch people get drunk. Yeah, yeah. it is. But, it's the vibe. Yeah. 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 If you want that, it's Carnival. That yeah. Carnival is the ones we've always gone on. Well, we've done Carnival and Royal Caribbean. Carnival's like the party one with yeah. a lot of young people drinking, and then Royal Caribbean's like a nicer boat but less. Less party. Less party. Yeah, less party. Which you like better between the two? Um, I like Carnival better, but that is like yeah. so personal. Like everyone's like not Carnival. Yeah, I feel like everyone's always like Carnival's terrible. It's so party. 
yeah, but I like it. It's like There's the cheaper kids. one, but yeah. it's really, yeah, they just think it's like cheaper, like whatever, but it's not like. The the comedians are way better, and we really like comedian shows. So like, yeah. comedians are way better on Carnival. They have like family ones that are like wholesome instead mm-hmm. of like super not good to watch. At Carnival. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So cool. it's like they we like go with family, shows. and like little siblings can come and watch it because oh, it's like safe. good yeah. shows. Yeah, Carnival always gets a bad rap. I feel like. Yeah, I think just because there's a lot of kids on it, and older people are like no kids. Getting, like annoyed yeah. by it. Yeah, because even my parents are always like. I don't know. I got to talk to them about that. I'm going to listen to this. Be like, yeah. hey, listen to Katie and Diego. They, I don't know. They don't take us on cruises. They stand with Carnival. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they take us to Idaho. That's family vacation. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Though. Do you guys have family in Idaho? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. We got, um, well, now Megan lives there too. Yeah. So, yeah. Megan abandoned us for yeah. the winters. <laughs> the cold. Uh, I don't know. She got like a, well. I don't know. She's got, like, three boyfriends up there now, so... Yikes. Just kidding. Fine. That's awesome. Well, she was trying to lock down one. Yeah, not to not to spill her drama out here, but... any boyfriends. She has, like... She doesn't even watch this show, so it doesn't matter. She'll, <laughs> right. she'll never hear this. But, I literally go on her account and, like, your, her, the videos for you. I know you do. Yeah, she doesn't like it for me. Yeah, I know, I I know she's not a true fan. I understand. <laughs> That's why she's not on the show. I'll go like them for you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to save Megan's credit here as a family. No, I'm trying to give you, like, boost your... Try to boost the algorithm. Nice. Yeah. Get more watchers. Like, <laughs> they say if you sent it to, like... The show's doing people, really good, by the way. Go and interact with it, like, within 10 minutes, and it boosts your thing, and I was like, say less. It's actually just Mikkel getting me views. No one's actually watching. She has, like, 20 different yeah. accounts. Yeah. Like, just, she's, like, scroll my Instagram and just, like... She's sharing and sending to herself. Uh, she's the funny. one trolling my account. <laughs> Okay, bud. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not Alex Rogers. <laughs> Do you guys know Alex Rogers? Uh-uh. Um, I think he went to school. He was like a few years younger. Anna is Anna Rogers. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. yeah, brother. Yeah. 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 So he plays volleyball at that Wednesday volleyball thing. Mm-hmm. That thing Sarah used to run. Uh-huh. And we don't, we already, Sorry. we trashed volleyball last week. We don't need to do it again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I had to bleep half the episode because of that. <laughs> Um, but he came on, or I, like, I don't know, we, we start talking, but, um, I don't know how it came up, but he started calling me Bud, and I just, like, made the comments, like, oh, that's, like, my least favorite thing is to be called Bud, and oh, then, yeah. like, every time I post a clip on Instagram, he'll comment on it and go, all right, Bud, or you're nice like, work, no, and I'm like, I'm like, why are you trolling on me, and this, just put that in, like, your comments that aren't a lot of, like, words that can't be said, oh, yeah, report like, this oh, if, yeah. It gets, if it gets commented, like, no bud. Yeah. No bud. But, um, man, I don't even know how we got on that topic. You were talking about Megan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, family. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, but yeah, so she's like, she was like dating this one guy, kind of, but he's like kind of not, like he's, I think he's wanting to date around, is the oh. best way to put it, you know? Yeah. You know when like, like a girl shows a lot of interest and then... Like, the guy's like, well, I like, I like the, like, the interest, but, like, I'm not sure I want to settle on that, like. You maybe, seem maybe like you I'm know almost... a lot about this, man. Yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't do this often. Uh, Watch out, people. Like, um, I'm just yeah, kidding. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but she basically, like, I think he's just more like, he likes the attention, and he's like, well, if, like, I don't want to give this up, because what if that's, yeah. like, you know, what that's. 
that's the one that's my best option you know yeah but that sounds so bad i'm so sorry no Megan. no i get it though you know what I'm saying, like, right right no, no, yeah we get to we get yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. that mindset yeah just... yeah i'm not saying it's a good mindset yeah i, just... I we would never think that yeah way. never yeah, i've never no, thought that way. we don't have that mindset <laughs> not once did i ever think like you know that but he i think thinks that yeah and so Megan's really like she likes him but he's kind of on the fence and giving like mixed signals and then there's like these two other guys because there's only like four guys that are there anyways. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> the population slim. And so there's like like three other guys that are kind of into her too. And like one guy asked her out. Like this oh. one guy she's into, he like hasn't even asked her out. That's they just hard. like they just like she snap and stuff. Told him. He was like, she was like, you have to take me out on a date. Yeah. And he hasn't. No, no. Like, oh. girl, move on. and like they keep. Yeah. It's hard. They keep like talking about kissing, but they like won't. Oh, you know. Yeah. They keep yeah. Saying it's all sickness, and I'm like. Well, that whatever. might be true, but no, but like I think like the last text he sent was like, "Okay, it's your turn to kiss me or whatever." I'm like, "You never kissed her. Like, what are you talking <laughs> you about? Why is it your turn? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it was me. And she's like, well, there's what another dude that she was into, and he's into her." But then she was mad that he had a roster as if Megan didn't have a roster. And I'm like, whatever, it's fine. But <laughs> yeah. She got over that. Hey, yeah. She's we, moving on. We got a mic because when I was editing this, there's just like these long pauses where no one can hear anything. I know. And then you're like talking. <laughs> and we're, then, then we, you hear us go like, yeah. And then everyone, <laughs> like, everyone on the pause like, what? You just <laughs> what I say. Okay. If you like it. I can't remember what you said, so. It's okay. Okay, cool. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so she's yeah, so she's like fig- trying to figure that whole situation out, and I don't know, it's a whole, it's a whole yeah, thing that's hard. Yeah, but I told her I was like, Megan, you just got like you can't commit to this one guy. Like he's obviously not that like into you yet. Yeah, not that you're not worth yeah. being into. Just like he's not there. He's not it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you know, move on, go date these other guys, and if he comes back around, maybe it works out. But but it's like better to date someone that likes you compared to holding on to someone that you think is attractive but like has nothing like yeah doesn't like you you know yeah like you don't want to you don't want to have the, you don't want to be forcing like to get this guy fully in yeah you know like he, he either's gonna want to or he's not like yeah exactly. and no one's like fully in right off the bat but he's yeah. got to at least be like interested in trying to get there yeah yeah you know yeah so nice tough life for megan up there yeah, yeah. eventually but yeah, so we have a lot of family up there. So she's up there. My grandparents. I have a couple uncles, an aunt. So like, basically, my dad's side of the family all is okay. there. Okay. So, so you go we, visit all them. Yeah. So we we travel up there a lot. That's nice. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's all right. <laughs> but it summer's good up there. I like summer. Oh yeah. I just hate winter up there. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah, I can't do. I would never live up there. Yeah. So. <laughs> we went up there in February a few years ago. I was like, this is freezing. Yeah. I don't want to be back here. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like Ugh. the exact opposite of here. Like, yeah. where we have, like, three months of, like, brutal heat and then, like, good weather. They have, like, three months of good weather and then brutal cold. Yeah. yeah. Like, the rest of the year. That's so fast. <clears throat> I'm like, I'm okay. We have friends that love it, but it's because they, like, snowboard, ski. Like, they do stuff in the yeah. snow, so they're like. But they're like, that's the only time it's ever fun. Other than that, it's like, they're in their apartment and it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. what they tell us. Like, yeah. unless they're snowboarding or skiing, it it's, it's miserable. Yeah. The two I hear is the uh, like the winter sports and the uh-huh. uh, I look better in like winter fashion. You know, like like uh, jackets and pants that's a and... real thing though. 
Yeah, I mean, it is is a vibe. I do like winter fashion. Yeah, like, you're all cozy and you got layers. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) I feel like it's hard to date, though, in Rexburg when everyone's layered up, you know? Why? Because everyone looks the same. (laughs) All you see is, like... (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like, look, you're like, wow, you got nice eyes. <laughs> the summer comes around, you're like, whoa, what yeah, you're, like, you're like, who was I hanging out with? <laughs> it's, the, it's the COVID times with the mask. The mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like your eyes are very deceptive. <laughs> you got good looking eyes. Yeah, your eyes are looking real nice. <laughs> but, yeah, Rexburg's, but Rexburg's like even worse because it's so windy. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, cold and windy. The wind is... Yeah. It's where it sucks. Yeah. Like, at least where my grandparents live, it's not, like... It's cold, but it's not, like, brutally, wind, like, windy all the time. Or even, like, Provo or, like, Salt Lake. Yeah. Like, it's cold. They get snow, but it's not, like, brutal. Yeah, you know? But then Rexburg's, like, on a mountain where the wind just, like, whips through. And you're just, uh, like... You're just dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Makes sense. So, um, you both serve missions... Yep. Right? You like that hardcore transition? Yeah, Yeah, great transition. Um, So, Kay, you served in Boston. Boston. You served in Virginia. Yeah. Or some sort of like, because I know Virginia covers some different areas. It was just Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia. So that was basically it. So just Northern Virginia. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how was that? I know, and I mean, obviously we've talked about it before too, but like, what were some things you kind of like, Learn, gain from it, felt like we were your big takeaways. Um, but yeah, what was your experience like there? In your you want to go? I think for me, um, the biggest takeaways was, I don't know, growing up like in the church, mm-hmm. I think everyone kind of seems, I don't know, at least for me, it was like, oh, like everyone knows everything about the church and you know, like the primary answers and you know, like the basics of it. Right. But for me... Like I grew up in a in a family that wasn't like super active, yeah. Just like recent converts, and it just kind of like fall away a little bit. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, like, I think I really got a testimony on my mission, because um, I think before I can, I think I like didn't actually have one. I didn't know, and I didn't know all like the basic answers. Yeah. But then on my mission, like it helped me get the basic like foundation of like like, what it is to be a Christian in general, um, and then, of course, like, the, like, testimony of the Book of Mormon, like, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, it was just gaining a relationship with God and with Jesus Christ and, like, actually knowing what that means. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, like, the biggest things, like, one of the biggest things that the mission taught me. And then, as far as just, like, a worldly thing, it was, like, knowing how to grow up and, like, do things on your own. Right. Like, no one was there to tell you, oh, you have to go do this, like, every day. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, you and your companion, you had to, like, make that decision for yourself. And I think in life, that's, like, the biggest thing. Like, no one's there, like, nudging you every day to do something. And you just have to, like, get up and decide you have to do it. Right. So I think that's, like, I would say the two biggest things I probably learned or gained from it. Nice. Yeah. I feel like mine, I don't I don't know. Sometimes I think, like, what did I learn? Because mine ended up being a year of COVID. And, right. like, everyone talks about, like, COVID missions, how they're very different. But, like. You came home right, like, right at the end of, like, before COVID even started, right? Yeah, right. March 2020. You were almost done, right? Yep. 
So well, I kind of. kind of. Yeah, kind of. I was at like I was at 19 months. Yeah. Um, gotcha. And so I have asthma, and they were sending everyone with asthma and diabetes home. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. they weren't really giving you an option. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning, they did, but it was like a a one day span where they're like, "Oh, actually, yeah, you have no option. You're going home." Yeah. <laughs> and it was either that or I would wait another transfer, and then they were sending all elders at 21 months home anyways in the yeah. states. So gotcha. Um, but yeah, it was like March, and then that's when like COVID like blew yeah. up after that. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Sorry, sorry. No, no, you're totally fine. Um, So mine was like a COVID mission the second half of my, well, the year. I had six months out, almost six months out, and then the rest of the year was out, I mean, in. Mm -hmm. And it's very different experience because you go from seeing tons of people and feeling like you're working. And then being stuck in was just a really like, no one felt like they were actually progressing or like teaching anyone or like making a difference like i would watch you matt doing your uh what's what's it called like service mission yeah and i'm like dude, he's doing way more than i am like that's crazy i could go <laughs> home and do a service mission and do way more than what i'm doing out here right but i think what i learned is like you're not always every mission is so different and like what you're sent out to do is so different and i felt like part of my mission was sent out to like be there for people that maybe don't have like the ability to be around people all the time. Like, cause we were locked in. We were like just stuck by ourselves, me and my companion. And it felt so lonely. Like everyone was lonely, yeah. but I'm like, there's other people that feel this all the time that don't have like family members in their home or like widows or whatever it is. Right. And so I had to learn to be there more for like my direct companion who might be struggling or my like, I don't know, or like a widow in the ward that we would do zoom calls with or another family. Like, so I think the focus had to be more on individuals and less mm-hmm. teaching because people weren't really wanting to learn through a Zoom call or through a phone call as much right. as being there for people that maybe were feeling a little alone or right. missing the atmosphere of going to church or maybe like the certain things. Yeah. So Yeah, the focus just was like shifting. more on how do we help them in their needs right now yeah. and then maybe a sprinkle of the gospel in there. Yeah, and like we did teach them gospel and like that's what brought them – to feel f- like fulfill their needs, mm-hmm. but it was like it had to start a, somewhere else. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, COVID was. I don't know. It was very like. I don't know. There's a lot of sucky parts to it. Yeah. But I also do think, like, especially in the mission realm, it definitely forced a lot of, like, at least in even in the service mission, I felt like you had to really kind of think about. Like, you really had to go to the Lord and ask him, like, okay, what do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. Because, like, the typical stuff wasn't necessarily available as much or it was just different. Yep. And so I was like, Lord, like, okay, this doesn't make sense. I can't go out and, like, go into people's houses or I can't, like, even in the search, I can't go to, like, the food bank or whatever. Yep. So, like, what what can I do? Like, mm-hmm. what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. So it forced a lot of people to kind of, like, get really like, specific with the Lord on, like, what's my mission here? Yeah. Which I think is a good thing. I think also, like, on a normal mission, because I did do a little bit out, Mm -hmm. you get so distracted by being busy that you don't realize your own loneliness or your own, like, struggles in in yourself as a missionary because it's very lonely. Like, it's a very different experience than an 18-year-old has ever felt, you know? So so when you're now in COVID, you have so much time to think about yourself, and usually that's not – (laughs) <laughs> in a mission like you have so much time to think about other people right so you have to really learn to put yourself aside and like keep teaching or keep 
helping other people even when yeah. you're at a low point or like a lonely point you know what i mean yeah yeah because like most of the time when people like if you like go to the mission present you're like oh, i'm feeling like really homesick or yeah i'm really like depressed like they're like okay we'll get busier yeah like, go get work out there and, yeah get out there and help more people yeah you know true. so mm-hmm. now they're like when you say that it's like okay well stay in your apartment and get on facebook yeah, yeah and you're like <laughs> yeah. okay <laughs> like, yeah. True. yeah no that's true it but that's, like, also, I don't know. I've told a lot of people this. And, and I think a lot of it depends on the mispre- Heck, Kells, it's still recording up there? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Did you turn it to cinematic? You did, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Because that keeps it running. Sorry. <laughs> um, I was just, like, bugging me in the back of my head. So, now I clear that off, I can think clearly. <laughs> um, but I've, I've told a lot of people, and I think it depends a lot on the mission president and, like, who yeah. you get there on kind of the dynamic. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, especially in Prostline, I think there's such a structure and system to it from the past, like, however many, like, I think they've been running for 100, 150 years of missionary work. Um, I think it was 200, actually, 200 years of missionary work. But, you know, there's, like, such a culture of how it's, like, been brought up and from years of doing it that sometimes for the, like, Sometimes I've heard a lot of missionaries say it's like the emphasis in their mission was more on, you know, just go out, find people, baptize, you know, yeah. get them into the gospel. But it wasn't as much about their personal, like, conversion uh-huh. and coming closer to their Savior. And so, and they, they would, like, say, like, I wish, like, that had been equally emphasized. Yep. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like if we really were just about bringing people to get baptized, like, you wouldn't send 18-year-olds out. You yeah. know, we'd, you'd, we'd be saying, like, you know, like the President Nelson's out there, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're going to have a better, probably a better track record than, you know, the 18 year olds. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it's like, we want those, we want these young adults, like becoming more converted themselves. Yeah. Kind of like you were saying, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you build that foundation. So I think that's like a, one good thing for COVID too, is like, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of forced maybe some of that to be brought up more about yep. you know, taking that time. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what your guys' mission presence and dynamics were in your mission, but was that kind of the dynamics? Was it pretty – I mean, I only served a week in Florida, so <laughs> I can't really say what the dynamic was per se. <laughs> he was really close with his mission president, so he knows a lot about his mindset. Yeah, I think I, – I don't know. I think the mindset – I think it's hard because, yeah, I think he definitely was honest to be like, oh, like – the most important convert on your mission is yourself. Cool. Like that's what he would say a lot of the times. Yeah. But I also think he would, he was a very numbers guy. Mm-hmm. Um, like was in like higher up like IBM and like just did a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So he just liked, um, he liked the like, data. Of it. Yeah. He liked the statistics. So yeah. it's like, if you teach this many people, you're going to do this and this mm-hmm. and this and then baptize this many people. Right. So it, it was kind of hard because he pushed that a lot. Mm-hmm. So it was, always felt like it was numbers about that. Game. And it was yeah. just a numbers game. And it wasn't like a, as much as he was a very caring person, it, it it's hard to be like thinking about the numbers because that makes sense. Right. But then also it makes sense to think people as like they're an actual person. What right. do they need? They don't, you know, they don't need to just be forced down this path because right. we think so. Right. So I think it was hard, but I definitely think that he did a good, like, job of balancing it out. Like, we're here to teach people and baptize them, but you're also here to, for yourself. Yeah. So 
I think it was a good balance, I, think I would think. Yeah, I think it's also up to yourself. Like, your mission president can push whatever he wants to push. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're not taking the time to either learn from your own experiences, then I don't think you're going to be fully converted. Or if you're not taking the time to, like, actually dive in and, like, learn about the Savior, mm-hmm. then you're not going to, right. like, get that testimony as much. Like, it's really up to you. Yeah, it's a choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true because there's a lot of missionaries, and, like, we've talked about this, that there's, like, all these missionaries that were known for baptizing, and they were, like, yeah. these, like, great missionaries. Mm-hmm. But then I, like follow them on social media and they're like not part of the church or like they don't do church they don't keep church standards right and it's like it's like whatever you know it's like their choice but it's just funny that they went on a mission did what they were supposed to but they were probably more so focused on the baptizing bringing people bringing people and didn't focus on themselves themselves more and it i mean i guess it kind of shows after the mission Mm -hmm. what you focused on yeah well, that so. makes sense, too, because that's, like, I don't know. I feel like if you don't really ever emphasize the personal conversion in your mission, mm-hmm. then, like, you know, I wouldn't say, the, no, no hating on the church programs, but I wouldn't say they're not, like, the, I wouldn't say their strong part is the post-mission, like, get back part, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of like you get back and it's like, well, good luck, get married, live your yeah. life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, that's not, like, they don't really have a great <clears throat> post-mission and that's not like hating on them. I just yeah. like even in working with them, that's always been like they're always trying to figure out like how do we get this post mission thing down better because yeah. we don't really have a good system. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, and so if if you don't do the personal conversion part much or it's not emphasized, I think a lot of people you know they they go out and like you're living this very structured kind of in a bubble type yeah. mission world yeah. where. <clears throat> It's not necessarily easy to feel the spirit, but it's set up to help you, like, feel yeah. the spirit and have these moments, right? Yeah. And you're around people who are also having that. So you're just kind of in this bubble. Yeah. And so you have all these great experiences, and then you build this kind of foundation on this different world you're living in. Yeah. And so if you don't build those personal conversion habits of, like, this is how I'm going to continue, and this is this is why I know it, then you leave that little world and you get back to the normal world, and it's like, whoa, this is not the same at all. Yeah. And so you're like, I don't even know how to be that person anymore. So you just kind of go back to whoever you were before. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's like, so I think that's why it's like important that, so that's cool that you're like Mr. President, you know, he, he valued the numbers, but he also like emphasized that. And I think, cause even with the numbers, like, cause I, I, like a lot of missionaries will say like that stressed them out. Whereas like, you know, cause, cause you may like go and teach somebody, but maybe you're just like planting a seed that someone else is like going to be the one to follow that through on. You know, and that's just like, that's like the plan that they, like, that's just the Lord's plan for them, you know? Mm-hmm. So like putting it in a number sense can be hard. Cause it's like, oh man, like if I was better, I, I could get this, you know, sign, seal, deliver and make it happen. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, maybe that's just not the thing for them. You know? Yeah. My mission president, I think when you brought that up about planting seeds and all that, I don't know if it's just more so the times that we're in, but in my mission, it was like. Like it was not about planting seeds. Like right. that was a very like, it's like if you, almost. yeah, if you were like, oh, I'm planting seeds, like for, for a certain situation you were in, at least for our mission president, like it was like a, like we're not here to plant seeds That's kind of thing. That's interesting because so mine was about planting seeds and yeah. we were just like right after each other. 
like yeah. in time wise. But it wasn't my mission present. It was the timing of like you're not out teaching as much as you are like being on social media, like posting mm. on Facebook. Like oh. you're showing people that we're here and we're willing to teach you. It's like planting those seeds. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it's different how we overlapped, but not like. Yeah, for us it was very much like, like seeds have been planted. Like go find the ones that. That were planted a while back. Yeah, Yeah. go harvest. It's like it's ready to harvest kind of thing. And it was like, yeah, like you said, if you were like, oh, we're planting seeds, it was like just an excuse for not getting the work done. Like that's what it was looked at. See, that's the thing, especially with like service missions. um, Like that's all service missions was, was like you're out here Mm. planting seeds and helping people and like connecting with them on a deeper level. And then, you know, so that then they might be influenced to go and like, learn more, learn about, more the about the gospel yeah. or come to Christ. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it really varies. It varies on what you're doing and like who yep. the mission president is. And I don't know. I just think a lot of missionaries, I think, struggle with like the harsh, like the numbers and go get just make this happen because it's. I don't know, it's like it never is really exactly that way. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot easier to. Because I feel like missionary work, sometimes they say you can't measure how your success in missionary work, but then you put numbers on it. It's very easy to measure it. So if, like, uh-huh. you're not hitting the numbers, it's like, well, you're failing. Right. And they ask you attitude. every week. Like, yeah, <laughs> and they ask you every week, and it's, like, accountability and that accountability, like, yeah. like right. the, the anxiety that builds up to that be like, oh, like, we didn't get those numbers. Right. So they must think that we're not doing the right thing. Right. And you're saying it in front of other missionary, Missionaries. like, companionships. So you're, like... If they say they found two people to teach and you have zero, like, you feel like, like you're mm. not doing anything. But you are in two different areas. Like, I don't know. It's just so different. You right. know? Yeah. And then it, well, it they gives start questioning them. your abilities. Yeah. You're like, you're like yeah. maybe I just don't know what I'm doing. Or maybe I'm no, not yeah. a good, like, teacher. Yeah. Or, like, I shouldn't be here. I'm not doing the right things. Yeah. Like, something. <laughs> yeah. But it almost gives the attitude, like, what you were saying, that if if you know the accountability is coming up, that people would, like, lie and just be like, Oh, like, oh, we, we found this many people or we made or this they many like, contacts and or it's like whatever. I started teaching them. But like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying anyone like lied or anything. Like, I'm just saying, like, there's just that pressure of like, well, yeah, we started teaching them. But really, they don't even know they were being taught. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You just taught them a little like, I don't know. Like you start stretching what yep. it should be just yeah. to kind of right. hit the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like we told him about like Joseph Smith in conversation yeah. briefly for like ten seconds. Yeah. yeah, and that was a lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, was it though? Like yeah. they were just like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they didn't even take the book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got their number, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, they're in the area book now. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Like just in conversations with people. And especially people who came, like, home and did service missions, like, that was a common theme for a lot of them was, like, yeah, I just felt like the pressure was, like, hard or I got really anxious by all the, like, numbers or things like that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, like, it has its place, yeah. but it's hard to, like, I it, I think it's, with those things, it's really easy to take it overboard. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's, like, because, you know, people get competitive, too, right? Yeah. And people hear things and, like. You know, you get some elders that's like, or sisters that's like, oh, they're doing so good. And then everyone compares themselves to that. Or, yeah. So there's just a lot of ways it just kind of can, it can get kind of difficult. But yeah. um, with you guys, because you guys have, like, well, we've known, we've all known each other for 
a while. I mean, yeah. What like freshman year? Yeah, freshman year. Lots like and that. I came. Yeah. yeah. I don't Did know you about you guys. Only seventh grade. Seventh grade. Yeah. Okay. So we probably knew each other in seventh grade ish. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Ish. Yeah, I probably knew. Of each other. Of each other. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's just say freshman year. Um, so I don't know how many years that is. Like ten or something like that. Nine or ten. Yeah, yeah nine, nine or ten. ten almost. Yeah. Um, and then you guys have like dated, and then now you're married and stuff like that. So yeah. Like what? <clears throat> what's what works for you guys? Like what's been like now you guys are married and stuff. Like what works for you guys? Like how does like how did how did going from dating to then marriage, like, relationship-wise, how's that work? And how's, like, what are you guys seeing as, like, successful for your guys' partnership? Like, now that we're married? Or, like... Yeah, both. Like, like, what's worked along the way? Yeah, like, what's worked along the way to kind of keep it going? And then, like, now you're married. Because, like, you know, a lot of times, I think, especially for, like, young people, they get into something and, like, maybe for a few months it's fun and it's energetic. It's like, ooh, it's nice and shiny. It's a new thing. Hmm. But then it, like, fizzles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or just, like, it doesn't sustain. So, like, obviously you guys have dated for, like, a long time and then you guys are now married. So, like, what, like, what, continue to keep it going, but then, like, what's worked for you now that you're married and and all that? that. Well, I'll... I'll say something about like back in back in the day, like a couple of years back. Okay. I think I would say, I mean, there was times that we took like little breaks mm-hmm. of like putting a label on it or like fully being always together. Yeah. For me, it was always like I guess I have a mindset of like, um, I don't know what the saying is like, um, something about like uh, you only know if you love someone and. Uh, like or you only know if you love something until until you don't have it kind of thing right it's like if you if you love it let it go if it comes back or like if it was yours it'll come back yeah Yeah. something like that yeah so i think i had the mentality of like if like we really truly love each other or if we want to be with each other like if we're not with each other how do you feel Mm. and so there was a lot of times like after high school on the mission that it's like if I wasn't thinking about her or if I wasn't like, if that had been the case then I would know that I'm like, Oh, then I don't miss being with her. But it was the opposite. It was like, Oh, I want to like talk to her. I want to be with her. I miss the times we had. Yeah. So that was kind of like an indicator, at least for me that I was like, Oh, like I enjoy being with her and I love being with her. Right. Um, so it's kind of that mentality a little bit too. Cause we didn't, we, we like, I guess broke up before we went before I left on my mission. Yeah. Um, we were just like you could date whoever you want. You can do whatever. Was it like a mutual breakup or like one do it to the other or like? No, it was mutual because he was leaving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to go a year with <laughs> waiting. Like we weren't planning on waiting for each other. Yeah. Right? So we were just like, if it's meant to be, then obviously we'll both be around. Right. Um, yeah. And we both had that mentality, so I think that was a good mentality for us because yeah. it meant that. We weren't both actively just trying to wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It meant we were both, I don't know if we were actively trying to find someone else. At least I wasn't. I wasn't actively like, well, is there someone that like. But you're keeping yourself open. To yeah, that. I was keeping yeah. myself open, like going on dates, talking to people. Like I wouldn't turn people away just because I was like, oh, I'm waiting for Katie to get home. Yeah. Because right. it was like, you just, you never know. Right. But, and for me, it was like, if I'm, if I keep myself open and she comes home and and I still am like well 
like didn't not that it didn't work out with anyone else so let me just go back to this it was right. more so of just like like i tried and i didn't find anyone that i clicked like that i didn't you know yeah if it like, like works and we come back together and it's there yeah. still then then like it's meant to be right or yeah it's kind of that like meant to be thing or like we can make this work like yeah kind of thing yeah i think there's a lot of things to it like first we built our relationship on a friendship mm. and and that included like I look back to when we started dating junior year, and I'm like, we feel like we didn't know each other, but we knew a lot about each other more than what I probably think now. Yeah. But it's like because we already had a friendship, we were able to build on that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like also like we never took our relationship so seriously that like we had the idea of marriage. Mm -hmm. Like that's a really weird mindset because I feel like now everyone's like, oh, I can marry this person. Right. And I think that's a fine (laughs) mindset because you want to have that idea of one day getting married, but – I think because we never took it seriously, it was ne- like obviously it was serious. I'm not saying it wasn't serious. I'm saying like we never took it seriously. Like we have to get married, or yeah. it's a failed friendship, a failed relationship, whatever. Right. So we never thought. I don't know how to explain it. Like, uh, like we. I feel like else. I feel like we didn't put a lot of pressure on yes, it. Yes, that's right. yeah. No pressure yeah. on it. Like when I when he was on his mission, it was no pressure of like. What if I find someone else or what if we do end up together? Just because I was like, if it works out, it does. Mm-hmm. And along the way was never pressure of like, we have to click or it doesn't work. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like, and we also didn't have pressure of like having to talk to each other, mm-hmm. like on the mission. Like when we were away from each other, it was just like every once in a while we talk and like we just kind of let it be natural mm-hmm. and yeah. just, I but, don't know. But yeah. I think because there was a lot of pressure also like, yeah, we didn't feel like we had to talk on the mission. We we didn't talk a whole lot. We kind of just let each other be. And then naturally we were just like had a lot of things in common. I think that's really important in your relationship. Like yeah. if you don't have things in common, especially now that we're married, it's like you, you do. Yeah. yeah, like they come out a lot because you're two different people. But it's like we have things in common of like we both enjoy sports. We both enjoy the same type of shows. Like right. the things that we enjoy doing – we can do with each other compared to separately. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's helped to keep it, like you're saying, like, oh, it's something new and it's like, and then mm-hmm. after time, like certain things just get old. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's helped us is that it's more than just like being in a relationship, like a, like a marriage. It's more just like being a friendship where like, if you're friends with someone, it's like, it's as long as you have things out. in common, you like hang out, you like, you play sports together, you watch shows together you go out to eat and it's like all those little things because we enjoy doing those things mm-hmm. it's like yeah. it, every day is like something new it's like oh yeah let's go do this let's go do this like it's you can make it fun if you both enjoy doing those same things yeah. right well and i think that's like so many people rush that um process now mm-hmm. because they're like they are like you said just looking for that marriage button yep and mm-hmm. like that that idea of, oh, I want to marry this person comes into the thought, like, week two. Yeah. And then, you know, they're, like, on this fast track to try and make it happen. <clears throat> but, I don't know, at least for me, like, most of the girls I've dated pretty seriously, um, like, within six months, you know, like, they're kind of, like, it just didn't mesh. Like, we had a really thing go- good thing going. And that's, like, a lot of friendships, right? You get yeah. into a friendship, you kind of get to know them, it works really good. But then, like... You know, there's always, like, a period where both are kind of being, you know, 
accommodating to each other uh-huh. because you want to like make it work and you want to be cordial and nice. Yeah. And then after a while, it's like you get really comfortable and you're like your kind of true colors start to come through. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this just doesn't fit. Like, yeah. Like your personality doesn't quite fit mine. I don't quite fit yours. And nothing's perfect, right? But like, yeah. but like a lot of like girls that I've dated at least seriously six months, it was like, whoa, this is not like, yep. it's not compatible. Like, we're yeah. just different people. And so, yeah, I always get like a little alarmed when. I have friends who's like a month and a half, two months, and they're like, just met the girl or met the guy, and yeah. they're jumping into it, and I'm like, whoa. Or it's, especially if they've only dated like a couple people, too. Yeah. And it's like the second person they've ever dated, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, man. Yeah, like rush, yeah. Not that they're rushing, everyone's timing's different, but yeah. I, I think six months is a great, I feel like at our six-month mark, back in high school, because again, I think that's what helped it not be pressure, we were like, we're like 17. You know what I yeah. mean? Like no, there's true. no rush to get married. And like, yeah, we can, yeah you can't. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Yeah. So, but at six months, it was like, wait, you know what I mean? You kind of like step back from like the exciting moments and it's more real. So it, I think that's a good mark of like, if you can make it six months and you're still super happy with each other, like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cause that doesn't always happen. Right. After six months. Yeah. I feel like six is like the fizzle point. It's mm-hmm. so like either you're like, you really enjoy their company at six months or you're yeah. like, I'm done. I got to yeah. move on. Yeah. You know, or it's like one or the other, like one person's like, they're like, this is awesome. Or the other's like, I got to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's true. I also think another important thing is like taking the gospel into your relationship in the aspect of, I'm not saying like you have to read the Book of Mormon or like all the things together. Yeah. I'm more talking like. Make sure you're on the same level or on the same idea of the gospel mm. because there can be people that are like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, but like, I don't miss a day of church. Right. Do you know what I mean? And if this person grew up maybe missing a few days here and there, like, it's not, like, it's important, but like, it's not, it's like, not the end of the world, right. then that can cause some friction or, you know, yeah. like one person feels like they have to give more than the other. But I feel like having the same idea of, how you're going to take the gospel into your life and into the future is important because everyone's a little different. Like it's not as straightforward yeah. in everyone's life. Or Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like those core values. Like yeah. if your core values, cause there's like things I think we all like can kind of give on. It's yeah. Like I was oh, like, I really like this or I care about this, but it's not like end of the world if it changes. Yeah. But then there's like these foundational like core principles. So like, like, your family was like, we always go to church. We never miss. Yeah. And that's, like, one thing you're, like, super adamant on. Yeah. yeah. And you marry, like, get with someone who's like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah. Like, it will constantly be... A battle. A friction thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, definitely, like, aligning those core foundations. Can yeah. you can build on that from there, too. Like... Yeah. And that's just one example. It could also be, like, family prayer. Like, whatever it is that you grew up doing, that might be super important to you. But, it's like, you want to find that in a spouse also. Because if they're... Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't want to spend, and and I think it's even like not even just in our like faith, like if whatever, yeah, your, any your faith values yeah. are, and so because yeah. that's the one hard part is like I think people get like especially in our like in our religion sometimes people feel like oh I have to go mem I got to go marry a member because that's like it's frowned upon if you don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's like the point. I think it's more like you don't want in your marriage to feel like you're constantly dragging somebody to do something they don't want to do. And they're going to also not want to feel like they're being a burden to you because over time, like that just never ends well. Yeah. And that's not just like with the church. It's like 
anything. Yeah, anything. You know, if you have this really strong work ethic and they have none, yep. like, that's probably not going to work because you yeah. don't want to constantly be like, hey, come on, let's go do something. And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you just True. have to be okay with them not doing it and you doing it. Right. And, and that yeah. could work too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. it could work. Yeah. yeah just it's is what be, you want. Exactly. Like, you got to yeah. be okay with yeah. either them being them or, yeah. No, yeah. that's a good point. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So would you guys say, like, and it sounds like you guys are pretty, like, similar in a lot of, like, you have a lot of the same interests, same, because mm-hmm. a lot of people often say, like, opposites attract. <laughs> would you say, like, that's the case in yours, or is it, like, pretty, lots, mostly similarities? I think we've honestly, as much as we've known each other for so long, I think we've even now have been, like, oh, I didn't know, that like, we've had those similarities, or, like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll realize it, like, we'll be talking about like uh, something and we'll be like yeah like that's true like we both like talking about that yeah so i think uh, yeah similarities i think is more i think simple similarities will help with the long term mm-hmm. yep um more than the opposites i think maybe the opposites it's like short term right you have someone who's really loud and outgoing you have like and it can be fun and it can be fun because then the quiet one's like oh this is like kind of fun you know yeah Yeah. Yeah. and then the the loud person be like oh it's kind of toning me down every once in a while so it's kind of nice and this Mm -hmm. and that but then eventually you want to be who you want to be right and you're not going to be who you want to be if the other person's like taking you in the opposite direction yeah i feel like it only works if if that opposite is like a strength and it brings value to it. So, like, yeah. maybe maybe I'm a really, like, unorganized person, and the other person's a really organized person. And so yeah. together, it, like, makes us both, like, it helps, right? Yeah. yeah. But if, uh, but I agree. I think if you, like, if you're just complete polar opposites, it's like. I think it can be hard. Yeah. 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 But that's just because we are more similar, and it's it's been easier because we're similar. Yeah. So. That's true. So. What, because I've always thought, like, like you guys, uh, I've always seemed like, like, you have a solid, like, work ethic. Like, even in just stuff we did in, like, high school and, like, hanging out, like, you know, you, you like, talk to some people, you're like, wow, like, I cannot get them to do anything, you know? But, like, we did a bunch of stuff where it was, like, you guys were always, like, down to help or getting engaged and active in things. And you mentioned this, too, and, like, in that little questionnaire thing, you talked about how, like, like, you've, like, one of your past things, like, having like gone through it and worked hard and like built something up so like what like what kind of gives you guys that drive what what like motivates you guys to get up and go and do and accomplish and because I think a lot of people it's like they may want to do something or they may have that like little twinkling in the back of their head of oh yeah like that'd be nice to make something happen there but then they don't do it yeah or like something holds them back so what what has kind of what motivates you guys and what pushes you I think for for me, the biggest thing that motivates me is that I didn't have, like, at least growing up, I didn't have, like, this, I guess, like, with the friends that I had around me, I, like, look in their, like, their family life and, like, mm-hmm. what their parents were able to give them and, like, what situations they were put in. Yeah. Um, I feel like I didn't have a lot of the, the normal things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the biggest thing is, I feel like the obvious one is, like, the fact that my family comes from like a Mexican background yeah. and the fact that my parents were like the first ones to like come to the U S yeah. so it's obviously like a whole different right. dynamic of them getting on their feet and like building something. Yeah. Um, 
And as much as like they worked hard and they gave a lot to it, mm-hmm. I think for me the biggest motivator is that like I saw other people that had a certain lifestyle or had were able to do certain things. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, well, like I'm hanging around these people. Like, why can't I yeah. go and and do and have just as much as other people are having? Um, so I feel like for me, it's like like that's a big motivator is like just trying to have a better lifestyle than I did growing up, so that one day. I can like give it back to, to my, to my own family. Right. Right. Build up that kind of next, next level. Yeah. And I think, I think another thing that maybe some people, like, I don't know if you can like get it mm-hmm. or just like learn it is like not being complacent. Yeah. I feel like I've just never been complacent and like just being like, oh, okay. Like I, I'm like, I'm good where I'm at right, and because right. I'm not complacent. It's made me be like, like, I need to keep going for more. Like, there's more to get, mm-hmm. and I want to go get that. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of people that can come from, like, a lower-income family, and then they can just be complacent. Like, oh, this is just how it is. This is how the world works. Right. And then they just keep getting the cycle going, and they never get out of that cycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm just – I guess for me, it's like I don't want to be in that cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing that motivates me. Yeah. Maybe it's just fear (laughs) of like not being uh, like the same spot that I am like in 50 years of being like, still got to work like whatever. So, yeah, I think that's, it's the idea of wanting success. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't want to just be the average person that just does their normal stuff. Like you want to make something of yourself, find yourself successful. Mm hmm. Like, I just think it's important to push yourself further. And I think the only way to do that is by motivating yourself to keep working and do the best that you can. Right. Yeah. You no. do that with your work. <laughs> like, you always want to do more. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's the mindset that helps you be successful. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's definitely like, I don't know. I don't, and, and maybe, and it, it is hard to term because, like, sometimes I think about it, like, is it a fear? Is it, like, a fear of not reaching that goal or yeah like i don't know but because that's the hard thing is like but then you look back too and you're like you see where you're at versus where you were and you're like you're like well i accomplished more than what i even thought back then that i would yeah per se you know but then it's like but i know i can do more yeah you know so it's like almost like a lack of contentment but also like a bit of a fear you know it's like it's a bit yeah. of both i don't know it's it kind of a both. kind of weird yeah. combination i don't know yeah yeah. Do you guys like, cause like, obviously you said like your, your parents like came to the U S like kind of first generation here and obviously hard workers like trying to like figuring it out, making it happen. I'm assuming it's kind of not, well, obviously not from Mexico first generation here, but like, what was kind of the, like, did your families kind of instill that hard work? Like you go out and work hard and make something happen kind of attitude or was it kind of just like, was this something that you guys saw in others that you you know, what kind of pulled it out in you guys per se? Um, I think I see it. <clears throat> Sorry. I think I see in my parents, my, like my dad isn't even working right now and he's 48. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like he doesn't even have a job and he's doing totally fine. Like I think it ends up being like he wanted to have more than again, like he wanted to have more. And so I look at that as like, he's is setting a way that can be successful without being average or having an average job or doing the normal thing. And I, I also want to say like seeing people, I love watching YouTube and watching like (laughs) business owners because they're, 
they're paving a way that's completely different. Right. And it's successful. And I'm like, that's insane that they are doing something that it's not common. Yeah. And that's what motivates me. I'm like, if other people can be doing it, like, why can't we create something that's different and be successful at it? Yeah. I think that's what gets me to want to do more, mm-hmm. more like them. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think for me it's like that, um, like it just comes back to like where my family came from. Like I look at aunts and uncles and things like that that they have the same opportunity. They like they come yeah. and visit here and yeah. they hang out and it's like a vacation for them, but they could come and, and do it, mm-hmm. but they just like, choose not to. Choose not to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I know it's hard because it's like you leave your family. Like that's not easy to do by any means. Yeah. But for me, it was like my parents did it, so yeah. it's like, like I've left family to go work or do something. Yeah, that was out of the ordinary. That wasn't like a for sure thing. But that's mm-hmm. what my parents did. Like it wasn't a for sure thing to come here and that it was going to work out. It was just like right. a, it was just a jump that they took. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was like let's hope it works out. And I think a lot of times it's just what you have to do is right. you just have to go and. Take the risk. Take the risk and and do it. And also, like, we're so young. Some people are so risk adverse, though. What does that mean? Like, they're just, like, scared of risk. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Sorry, you're saying about we're so young. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, we're so young. Like, if you take a risk and it doesn't work out, like, you have recovery time. And that's what my parents always say, too. Like, don't be afraid of the risk because you can pick pick yourself back up. But, yeah. Yeah. That's what is, like, the worst thing is – I guess not the worst thing, but I just never mind. <laughs> I lost the train of thought. No, you're good. I mean, but that's no, it's true because we're gonna make mistakes, right? Yeah. Like that, like yeah. life's full of mistakes and yeah. like risks. But yeah, people kind of, I think people choke at the risk because they're like, oh, yeah. I, uh, it's not worth it. I, I can't, I couldn't do that. But like, one, what really is the risk? Like, yeah. I think sometimes people inflate the risk a little much. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, because, like, whether they're embarrassed by it or, like, oh, that might look bad or I might this, might that. But it's, like, whatever, right? But then it goes back to is it even a risk or is it more, like, your idea of not looking good enough or failing or, right? you know, like, people yeah. are afraid to start something new because they don't want people to look at them and think, why are they doing that? Right. You know? Yeah. So it's just, like. And half the time it's, like, people aren't even looking. Yeah, no one cares what you're <laughs> yeah. doing. No, no one's one watching. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah. People get I, people get so nervous sometimes. Yeah, which is weird. I just don't. I mean, and, and part of it's a habit too. Like, I think the more risk you take, the more you're like, okay, like, you know, because especially if you take a risk and it pans out a little, yeah, like, it's almost addicting. You're like, yeah, oh, it is. That worked out. Okay, maybe I'll do something. Well, maybe I'll do another let's one. Try it again. You know, let's let's yeah. shoot this shot. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you don't ever do it, then you just kind of live in this little bubble of. Not trying things. Or like what ifs. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I think that's an I, that's something I don't want to live with. Yeah. Like that regret. And I think that pushes me more. I don't want to be like with five kids wishing I had done something when I was this age, you know, like. Right. I don't yeah. want to be there. That's yeah. True. Wondering like what if I had, yeah, yeah. what if I shot the shot? Maybe yeah. I could have. Yeah. 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 It's like with your job, he talks all the time, like his job is not hard, but people are afraid to do it because they think it's hard. Right. Or, like, they think it's a risk, but it's, like, you know how many people do door-to-door sales and make great money? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, but they just think their 9-to-5 is making more. 
You know what I mean? It's right. just, it's different. Yeah, I think that's like when the the like the whole like trying to be complacent. And that's where I like I don't understand it. Where people are like, oh, I'm just gonna be complacent and go like do the normal job. But I'm like, this is like no. I don't really think it's no like any different than like a normal job. Yeah. Um. I mean, of course, is any different as like one job can be from a different job, but it's like you go out and door to door. It's like you go out and you talk to random people, mm-hmm. and you get some people that are nice to you, you get some people that are mean to you, or some people that don't care to really hear what you're saying. But it's like I feel like you get that in, in customer service, in, like, in really any job you have. Like if you yeah. work at the grocery store, mm-hmm. if you work at like a, the tire shop, like a mechanic shop, like you're going to get people that are mad at you that don't like what you're doing, that don't like the way you're doing it. Yeah. And like, like all of this stuff. And I'm just like, at least for me, there's like a, there's sometimes with certain jobs, there's more opportunity mm-hmm. in right. those jobs by still doing the same amount of things. Yeah. Like, like I just look at close friends and I'm like, I'm working probably 50% the hours that they are, but making, <laughs> Like twice as much as they're making. Yeah. So it's like, uh, sometimes I like don't get it, but like you said, it's that risk of having something stable. I think right. is the other yeah. thing too, when it comes to, to income is like, it's not as stable, but if, if you work hard at it, like you can. Right. Yeah. So, well, that was the thing with, you know, I was watching this, uh, it was like a fitness podcast or something, but they were talking about aging. Like as you age, like they're correlating aging is like rapid is is like rapid com- com- comfortability so like you're like because if you think about it, it's like you get older like you stop working out you stopped yeah you know you stop going out you stop you know eating right you stop you just you know you sit in your chair you just so you're rapidly just getting more and more comfortable and that's why you're like just dying yeah. and i think that's with everything in life it's like you know people want to be secure they want to be comfortable they mm-hmm. they, they don't want to like go out and so but it really is like it kills you from all these other opportunities and that's mm-hmm. like like that's the thing like because currently i work for the church and it's it's not a bad job like um like the hours are pretty good and i get paid decently well for what i'm doing but like for me i had to i i spent like a year doing it for free just like serving yeah and what i was doing mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people like a lot of people wonder like why did you do that that was kind of dumb like you just like wasted your time and for me i was like well i just felt like i that's what i need to do and like yeah. You know, it is what it is. And sure, it did it like was it a year I didn't make anything from it. Yeah, it was. But like in the long run, I'm like, but it paid off. I learned a lot of things. I've yeah. made, I've like met a lot of people through it. And so, yeah, sometimes it's just like you gotta, you gotta like trust yourself and you gotta trust your gut and you like gotta take that risk. Yeah. But if you just like don't, it's like you never yeah. know. No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing with my job too is like when I first started it, it was like, you heard, you just hear a lot of the negatives when you, yeah. every time you tell somebody like, oh, I'm going to go do this idea. It's, I feel There's like so people, haters. Yeah, yeah, people that. never, people never are like, oh yeah, that's such a positive thing. It's always like the, the negatives. Yeah. And that's what like, that's what they want to tell you. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened a lot when I first started the job is that there was just a lot of like negative perceptions yeah. of the job. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, like it doesn't work. It's not what they're telling you. Yeah, and as much as what they were saying had some truth to it, it didn't mean that it couldn't work out. Right, and and I also think the biggest thing as well is some people think that there's like this fast 
road, fast lane to success, success and yeah. a fast yeah. lane to to get where you want to be. Yeah. And for me, it was like if I would have if I compare when I first did it till now, it's like man, like I'm, I think to myself like why didn't I quit when I first tried it? Right. But it was like you just keep at like just choose something, just keep at it, and eventually it's gonna work out. Right. And that's where it is now. It's like year four, and like we're doing good. Yeah. So it's like it's never what I thought it would be. It was always like, oh, like yeah, it's always cool. Like you see all these other people doing it, and you're like, yeah, maybe one day, but ah, I'm just not there. Yeah. But then before you know it, you just keep at it. You do the little things, and before you know it, you're like, oh wow, I'm like where I was looking up to people and like where they were at. Yeah. Yeah. The patience and consistency pays off. But, yeah. like, most people don't, like, hang in there. Yeah. yeah. There's no, like, the the whole, like, instant gratification. Yeah. Like, people, I think that's so common now, but people don't. Well, they see a snapshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you don't someone. really get that when you're trying to find real success. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. do things and you do something and you get nothing out of it. Like, you're saying you did something for a whole year and people are like, why are you doing that? You got nothing out of it. Yeah. But now, like you got something out of it. Exactly. You're, you're at least going to be able to use what you learn mm-hmm. to do something good mm-hmm. for yourself. So I think that's the biggest thing is if you can't, if you don't see the reward immediately, it doesn't mean it's not, not working. It's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even the people you see like in the snapshot, they're like, wow, they just like, they just took off. Yeah. When you like really go and research what they did or look into them, usually they've been doing it for, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, yeah. and then they hit that little blast-off point. And I think they get frustrated, too, because everyone's like, man, you just really, like, had overnight success. And they're like, really? Because I've been uh, broken trying to figure it out for the past ten years, and yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're just now seeing my overnight success. It's true. But rarely it's ever overnight at all. Yeah. Do you know Matt and Abby, like, Howard? They're, like, YouTubers, TikTokers? Uh, Matt and Abby, Matt and Abby. Um What's yeah. their last names? Howard. They own a pod- they have a podcast now. Do they? Mm-hmm. Where are they from? Uh, they live here. Oh, they're local. Okay, okay. But they're yeah, they're not from here, but they live here. Yeah. But I always think about them when people mention this. He was I watched their podcast sometimes, and he was talking about how one day they like blew up on TikTok, and now they're like famous and stuff. Yeah. But he said he was trying to get famous on TikTok and stuff forever, yeah. and it just was not happening. Happening, and he was like, "What the heck?" And then it finally did happen, and it's like. People look at them and like, oh, like TikTok did it for them. It's like, no, he's been doing this forever (laughs) and it has not happened. And now he's famous and it's working out. And it's like, he just never stopped. You never stop. Like it'll work. So I was, I I read this one statistic that was talking about um, podcasts just in general. And they said that like, I don't know how many podcasts they said make it started a year. Yeah. But they said that 99% of podcasts don't make it past 20 episodes. Really? And so if you make it past, like, if you make it to your, to your 21st episode, you're in the 1% of podcasts that um, do that. So when we re- when I reached 21 episodes, I was like, it's like I'm in the 1%. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so I just thought that was interesting because it's like a lot of people do start something and then it's just like, eh, I'm not, yeah. it's not working. I'm going to move on. Yeah. But, but, yeah, there's a lot of things that just take, just takes time. Yeah. It's true because you see a lot of people – that I feel like I know, like in, in all like aspects of life, mm-hmm. whether it's like an athlete or someone's good at a certain job or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, 
you just you, every time you're like, oh, it's like you see so much potential. If they were just to keep going, you're like, dude, you have like natural potential. Yeah. And that if you were to just keep building on that natural, like, like your bottom line is so much higher than everyone else's. Right. That if you were just to put effort into it, you'd be way above everybody else. Yeah. It's like, just and I feel going. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I see people like that. Like I said, just in my job that I'm like, why did they quit? Like they were, they started out way better than I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why did they quit? Like they were doing decent. Yeah. If they would just put another, at least another year into it, yeah. but people don't even want to put six months into it or another month. Right. But you never know, like that next month could be could your be break one. point. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what motivates us a lot too. Like the stuff we do, it's like, well, we never know. Maybe it's this next year. Maybe it's this next year that we blow up. This is like, yeah. and we do all the things Make that we've great been money. Yeah. Do yeah. whatever we want to do. And, and like, got that we, belief too. It's like that. That little belief in the back of your head, you're like, like you believe, like, we're going to hit it at one point. Yeah. You know? And I think it can. Like, I just think it can. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You don't hear people that's like, oh, I did this for years and nothing ever happened and I yeah. decided to go be a nanny. It's like, no. Like, yeah, they yeah. say I did this for years and now they're doing something they love and they want to do. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they always, be- like, yeah, they always believed. Like, yeah. even when it wasn't working, they're like, it's like, yeah, it wasn't working, but I knew. I yeah. knew I'd get it there. I'd get it to that point. I just knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just takes a lot of failures, and I think people are afraid of too many failures. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been talking with the uh, – because I coach the girls' basketball team over at Heritage. Nice. And uh, and this year we just – I've been talking to the girls a lot about, like, you know Heritage. We have no swagger. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. we just never have. Yeah. And so I've been talking to the girls. I'm like, girl, like, we played this one team. We got beat pretty good. Um, and a lot of it is, we're young, but a lot of it too is like, they have the skills. They just don't have that confidence in themselves yes. yet of like, I know how to play. I can be here. I can show up and I can do it. And so we've been, I've just been telling them, like, emphasizing guys, like, come out here, believe in yourself. Like, yeah. you, we've been. We've been training the skills. You have the skills, but you got to believe in your skills. Hundred percent. And like that was the thing too. I saw this clip with uh, it's like Katie or whatever, and um, and he was talking about like playing with his friends and like he felt like putting all his effort and work, and um, but all his friends were like cooking him like way better. And he was like, I know I'm better than these guys, but like like I put in way more work and they still beat me. Yeah. And he was just like. But then he, he, like, realized that he didn't believe he was actually good. He believed that all of them, his players, his other teammates were better. And, like, once he realized and he was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Then, like, he just started whooping everybody. Yeah, now look uh, at him. Yeah, now he's just – Yeah. Now he's on the Suns and we're very happy about that. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and helping us win games. Yeah. So, um, so Katie, what's the, uh, what's the upcoming business? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's something I've been wanting to work on. Well, I have been working on for a while. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I want to create a clothing business. Yeah. So that's what I'm in the – I don't know how much to say, but – Yeah, so you, you can share whatever <laughs> you want. And then whenever you launch, we'll bring you back on. It'll be hype. <laughs> okay. Well, it's – I'm creating like a, a journal for something specific. I'm not going to say what. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm creating a journal that's like a guided journal. And so I think it's – going to help a lot of people yeah and then with that creating a clothing business because that's what i think is just super fun i see people who own clothing businesses i'm like that looks sick you know like they're doing some really cool things yeah so that's what i'm trying to do and it's in the in the works yeah 
but hopefully sometime in the beginning of 2024. That's hype. It'll be here. So I'm, like, really excited. It's, like, I'm at a point where I'm, like, right now I'm 23, and this is what I want to do while I'm young before I am a mom and have kids, you know? So it's, like, if I can get this done now and I can have this for a long time, like, it's my goal and I'm going to make it work. And it's been, I think, three or four years I've been trying, but it'll it'll come. Yeah. You know? No, I, 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 I think that's awesome. But owning a business is so hard. Like, I saw your, your dad on his and he was talking about how, like, you have to be an accountant and a mm-hmm. a lawyer or whatever it is. He was, like, naming all things. And it's, like, you have to learn so much, like, all the legal stuff, all the accounting stuff, all the yeah. just different things. And there's a lot to it. And so yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. I'm wearing all the hats. Yeah. It's <laughs> trying funny, to. Yesterday we just, we worked on it all day. Yeah. Like, from when we woke up and we, like, literally went to bed. It it's, was, like. That's all we were doing, like researching and looking up stuff and making sure we do it all right. Yeah. And it's like, it felt like we just literally like scraped the top. Yeah. And there's like so much to it. Yeah. But we're also trying to make sure that we don't overwhelm ourselves to where like, it's so much that we're just like going to quit. Right. Yeah. To make sure that yeah, we at least. Bite, bite-sized. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I get we that. just want to make sure we start it up the right way. Mm-hmm. And as long as we can get that right, we know there's going to be improvements that happen, of yeah. course. Yeah. But, Dang. That's awesome, though. That's super cool. Yeah, it's it'll be fun. Yeah, I think it's cool to see something like, like you, I don't know, I feel like you see people and they're like, when they make a product, Yeah. they're like, when you see it in person, like, I can't imagine, like, what the feeling is. Like, when you see something in a store and it's like, oh, like, like I build that, now it's like here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so your creations like, come to fruition. Yeah. yeah. So I think, like, we're starting to see a little bit of that with yeah. one of the things you're trying to do because mm-hmm. it's like more real like we're talking to people about it and yeah, like once have... it's in like in a physical form in the stores it's like yeah because we're working with the publisher for the journal so yeah we're working with them right now to f- get it completed yeah. so yeah so it's like exciting it'll be That's cool. super hype yeah. yeah yeah well when that journal's done let me know because <laughs> i'll i'll I don't know if I'll be your first buyer, but I'll try to be as your first buyer if I could, because that's awesome. That's like, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always like think about like, I don't know. I, I, there's just something about creating something, like creating your own thing and seeing it happen and making it happen. Like, and I think that's the one thing that, I don't know, I, I, I feel bad for some people who like miss out on the opportunity to create something themselves because I just think like, you know, like. Obviously, like, I just think with, like, a religious sense, like, God created us, and then, like, I would think he wants us to learn how to create, too, you know? Yeah. And so I just think, like, there's just, like, there's just, like, something cool about creating something and, like, making it happen and then seeing it, like, come to that. I think it's just about doing something that you've always wanted to do and it just working out and you being proud of it. Mm. And that's what happens when you create something. It's like you're proud of what you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing when people have, like, kids. You know, like, they created this kid, and now they're proud right. of this kid. Like, whatever it is, but you feel like you had a part in making this person who they are or this product what it is or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. it's a sense of accomplishment yeah, that everyone Yeah, you left needs. an impact mm-hmm. in some form. Yeah. 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 Well, I I – if anyone's going to make a business succeed, it's going to be the two of you. I know that. So I have full faith and, uh, and it's going to be, I'm, I'm this hype. I didn't know what it was. Like I saw it on the form and I was like, Oh shoot, coming in 2024 or something. 
<laughs> like, I got to find out. So, yeah, whenever you launch, we'll have to have you back on because I will have to demo all the stuff. It. Yeah. I, <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have better equipment going so we get, like, really good shots of everything. But, nice. Um, well, thank you guys for coming on. It's been a blast. It's yeah. been fun. And uh, I don't know. You guys are some of my favorite people. And we've known each other for a long time, obviously. But then, like, I, I don't know. We just click on a lot of, like, similar yeah. levels, I feel like. So, yeah. like, the conversation always flows and it's easy. And, like, I don't know. I don't think we ever, like, argue about things like, <laughs> like you know. One time I had a girl who was atheist on here. And we didn't argue, but it was like, you know, you're sitting there going, oh, wow, they think so differently Different, than me. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that's sometimes nice when you sit down with people you're like, oh, yeah, we, like, we get it. Yeah, we click, we, so. It's always been like that with us three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's always, like, been a similar... Yeah. Some belief system. So yeah. it's always good times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thanks guys. I appreciate it. We'll have to, we'll get you back on and thanks and, for, having, and we'll do thanks it for having us. We'll definitely do it for the, the demo and for the business and all that stuff. So, and then yeah. I'll send you all the clips too. So you can just like push them to it. Oh yeah. Put them on Instagram <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's true. Awesome. Thanks guys. Thanks, thanks. for having us.